This is a CBC Podcast. Do you hear that? That's rain. Now, maybe you don't need my help to hear the rain. Maybe it is raining right now. It's winter, so it very well could be. And if you're starting to feel a bit dreary from all the rain, then stay tuned because on this episode of This Is Vancouver Island, we present a celebration of the rain. Hi, my name is Anna Lee and I like the rain because you can splash in puddles and slide in mud. Hi, my name is Tally and... I like uh, the rain because I can snuggle up and drink hot cocoa and uh, watch TV. Hi, my name is Paloma and I like the wind because it makes plants grow and plants attract really cute bees. Maybe a little childhood reminder is all you need to find some joy in the rain, whether it's splashing like Anna Lee or snuggling inside like Tally. Or maybe you're like Paloma and you're thinking about the plants and the super cute bees. Well, I've got a grown-up who is also thinking about the planet when it rains. Are you organized and comfy? I think I'm so, yeah. All right. Uh, so why don't you tell me uh, who you are and, and what you do? So I am Shane Pollard. I am the guardian manager for the Wiwakai Nation based out of Calma River. Our territory largely involves south of the Eve River, over east to Butte Inlet, down south of the Oyster River. So it's a large area. And are you a member of Wiwakai as well? Yes. So what do you, we'll get to rain specifically in a moment, but, but what are you doing when you're, you're marine guardianing? What are, what, what are you taking care of? We're kind of taking the lead on a lot of like the land-based stuff on like the forestry side. And then on the marine side, we're trying to, we're working on getting a vessel so we can start monitoring the marine side more of it. And yeah, we're dealing with invasive species that are trying to come over this way. And then, of course, climate change is a big one. Lack of water, lack of rain, lack of water. Everything's drier and wants to start on fire. So yeah, that's kind of what we're dealing with now. So let's talk about rain. How do you forget your job for a second? How do you, yeah. as a as a person and, and as someone on on that land, how do you feel about rain? Honestly, after growing up here, it's something you get used to. So when you don't see it, it's that's when it gets weird. <laughs> I I know I felt that. I think it was last. Yeah, it would have been the summer of 2022, and we had that dry spell. And I remember, I think in October, it started raining down here in Victoria, and I. I had never felt like I was so happy and so <laughs> relieved that I didn't even realize how much I'd been missing it. Yeah. But, you know, I grew, I grew up on the coast, too, and it's just it's what you you need it. Right. Even as a human, let alone the land. And then, yeah, once I started working in this field and then I got to see the environmental effects of that, the, the no rain. Like so before this job, I was working as a fisheries technician. And we got to see, like, there was no rain, no water in any of the creeks or the rivers now for the fish. And then all of a sudden, um, water temperatures are rising quicker than they should. And, like, that's affecting spawning habits and stuff like that. So, it's yeah, it's things you didn't think about before that it's affecting a lot. Little did you know when you were a kid and you were like, oh, God, it's raining again, that mm-hmm. all of this yeah. mattered, right? <laughs> yeah. And yeah. 
Are you in a situation where, you know, you're talking about seeing the impact of climate change in your job, where you, where you both have the impact of not enough rain, but also too much rain? Is that ever a problem? Yes, that can be actually. Like just like another example of what I was just talking about during the, the fisheries industry, you'll have no rain to all of a sudden like river systems are like you get those big like fall floods that come in and it's you go from no water to too much water. It's just one extreme to another sometimes. What is happening and, and what do you worry about when it's not raining, when it hasn't rained for a long time? I'll just give you an example. Like one of the, I believe you saw some Quadra Island, which the island is like one of, it's that's so the island is is in our territory, and that's like where our old our old village site is, and we still have a reserve over there. And because the island doesn't have a whole lot of lakes, it's very reliant on groundwater. So now we're at a point where like we're at a pretty much like hit the peak of population that could live over there, but it's we still have so many people that live there, members that live off reserve that want to move back to the village, but we're at a point where we have to start trucking in water over there. And like the beginning of our conversation, we always used to having rain. So that's something we've never really prepared for before. Yeah, you didn't have to think about where it was going to come from because it just was there, right? It came from the sky. Yeah, yeah. And I guess that's the, I mean, you can't make it rain. So is that yeah. the decision to do is you, you truck it in? That's the only option? Well, the one option is we're just try to understand it a bit better because it is new to us. But so like one thing we're working on now is like we're monitoring the groundwater wells and a lot that that a lot better. And we're we're going to be setting up some met stations soon that will be uh, monitoring the weather and precipitation. And yeah, we're going to get a better idea of what's going on and how we can move forward with it. And then what's the flip side? What do you have to do to manage those those atmospheric rivers, those huge rains that come now? Uh, Well, that's a hard one because. When it's when there is those huge rains, it's we can't actually because it's it, it would be unsafe. We can't actually get in the water or do anything, so we just have to wait for the rains to come down, and then just see what the effects are. But you know that it is something that has happened in the past. Those have been natural events have happened in the past, and they have rehabilitated naturally. So, but yeah, well, well they've never had to deal with climate change. I guess so we'll see how that goes. Just a lot more paying attention now than there used to be, yeah, right? That's, that's the thing. Do you feel now like when it's when it starts to rain, are you do you think about it more than you used to? Like you said, when you're a kid, you grew up here, like it just rains. That's it. It's not it's not something that you think yeah, about. Yeah, it's definitely something I think about more. It's like a totally different perspective from being a kid for sure. <laughs> like now it's it's like I'm now it's like, oh, I'm not looking forward to sitting in the house, but it's like I'm looking forward to all the benefits that are coming with the rain of getting the of getting to sit in the house. <laughs> yeah, because you know you need it, right? And it's like, okay, yeah. that's starting to fill the aquifers. That's getting us what we need. Yeah. yeah. How closely yeah. do you watch the forecast? For me, it's going to involve a lot of planning. So I'll have to, a lot of, like, a few days ahead, I'll check and see what the weather's going to be like in tides. How reliable is it? <laughs> I wouldn't say the best, but yeah. <laughs> I'm sure everyone's got their jokes about the weatherman being wrong, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So you got all the gear with you just in case. Yeah, yeah. I'm guessing you have some pretty decent rain gear, though, too, if you have to be outside. Oh, yeah, of course. It's I think I have different sets for different jobs because it's, it's raining so much up here. <laughs> you got your on-water rain gear, your on-land rain gear, your mm-hmm. going-out rain you're gonna, gear. You're going to have on-land rain gear that's just going to be like, it's going to look like mud. And right. then you're going to, yeah, water rain gear that's going to smell like fish that you don't want to have the bears chasing around in the bush with that. So. 
<laughs> I had not thought about that. I love that. And, you know, we do do certain stuff with like juvenile salmon and things like that. So we will have gear that we say we don't want to get any other fish DNA or anything on it. So, yeah, we will have separate things for that as well, just to be safe. Shane Pollard is the guardian manager for the Wiwakai Nation in Campbell River. Now, we were talking about gear. There's actually a couple here on the island that started a business making rain gear, and it started in part with their love for rain. Coco Leanne and Chris Worgan live in Parksville. So many key moments of our relationship and our life here on the West Coast happen on rainy days. A big one was our wedding day. It was the first day of summer, June 20th, 2020. And the morning of, it was pouring rain and we had planned to get married under a tree in a park. We were just so excited to get married. We were, we didn't even care. So Chris set up the whole wedding, like altar and tents and everything in the rain with his friends. And because it was raining, the whole entire park was empty for us. And that was really cool. There was nobody in the parking lots, nobody on the beach, nobody around. It was just us. And then when I showed up, the rain stopped, so we didn't have to get married in the rain. But it's just like that mentality we had that morning of like, we don't care. Like, like we're just happy to be getting married and like going through such a big moment in our life. And the rain, rain or shine. That is such a, a great story. Yeah. Yeah, Chris, go and ahead. it carried on into our honeymoon, actually. Um shortly thereafter like again with needing to isolate from people and social distance we decided just to go um uh up and down the back country on vancouver island by back road um we kind of loaded up our truck and we spent three weeks and our aim was to have as like many zero people days as possible so like how uh, much can we just go out and explore without seeing another soul and vancouver island is so incredible for that it's the place to do it um, but of course, it rained for like two weeks straight to start um, every single day. But it was still one of the best trips ever because we were just off exploring. And you have to set up X amount of tarps and, you know, prepare for it. But And when you are prepared for it, the rain is like really fun and exciting because, you know, you can hear it just pounding on the roof above you or the tarp that you put up. And when you're warm and cozy, yet it's just downpouring all around you, it's probably one of the best feelings because you're just like, I'm safe, I'm warm. You know, the elements are hitting us with whatever they got, but, you know, we're surviving. And not only that, we're thriving and we're having a good time. Oh, I just feel all nice and cozy listening to you talk about being in that tent under the rain. Clearly, you have made the rain work for you, but you've also made work from the rain. Tell me about your company, San Pancho. San Pancho is our rainwear business. Uh, we're based on Vancouver Island, and we make a bit of a unique rainwear product um, that is part poncho and part technical outerwear. Because we wanted something for the everyday, something that you could layer with, something you can just throw on, and a lot of the rain gear on the market within our budget range wasn't made of technical garment or technical fabrics. Was there a, a moment or a, a, an aspect of your life that made you really want this? Was it that you're out hiking all the time or you're walking your kids in puddles or something that made you go, okay, we need to do this? Um, an outdoor music festival that we attended in Vancouver in 2018 that um, got hit with a good amount of rain. And uh, one of the sponsors of the festival was... Um, 
uh, mobile carrier that was handing out plastic ponchos to the crowd when it started raining. And um, because they were branded, they were bright red. And so all of a sudden the festival grounds went um, like into a sea of red druids, it looked like. Everyone was donning these uh, ponchos and they were all just made out of cheap thin plastic. And we just kind of looked around and and realized like how everything was going to go in the garbage after. And uh, too bad that there wasn't you know, a, a low cost, but high quality poncho that people would want to keep after. I, I asked you guys earlier uh, about your relationship with rain. Has it changed since you started the company? Yeah, like certainly one way to make a rainy day pretty great is having a rainwear business. Probably somewhat obviously, um, the rain plays a major impact on, on our business. You know, you could probably put um, like a graph of our sales over top a historical graph of the weather and there would be like obvious patterns there so you know we don't uh, you can have too much of a good thing we're not the people that are always you know kind of wringing our hands together going ha when it rains every time <laughs> um, but certainly uh, yeah like it we like it for sure it's, it's nice because we can get excited about sunny days or we can get outside and do fun things and we can also get excited about rainy days. Chris Worgan and Coco Lian are married and they own the rainwear company San Poncho. They're based in Parksville. Now, obviously, we can't all build businesses based on the rain to help us appreciate it more. So if you are still on the fence about the rain right now, I want to give the last word to Shane Pollard from the Weewakai Nation in Campbell River. OK, Shane, we're about to wrap up here. Can you make one last argument for Islanders and why we should love the rain? We live in a place that calls ourselves the salmon capital of the world, and salmon need water, right? It's our we're very our, our economy is very reliant on logging industry, and like trees need water. That's it's yeah, it's pretty. It's the world's got to revolve around it almost. That's pretty much it. There's so many benefits that come with it. Hopefully something in this episode helped you appreciate the rain a little more. If it didn't, then I hope for you at least that there is sun on the way in the forecast. Thanks to Shane and Coco and Chris for speaking with me and to Annalie, Tally, Paloma and their classmates and teachers at Cashintal Mill Bay Nature School for sharing their reasons to love the rain. And thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode of This Is Vancouver Island, we would love it if you would rate and review it on your podcast app. This Is Vancouver Island comes to you from CBC Victoria. I'm Catherine Marlowe and I'm going to go splash in some puddles now. Here's a good one. Ah, here we go. <laughs> For more CBC podcasts, go to cbc.ca/podcasts.